0: I'm Ryan Walters, that other podcast host that you hate the most, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix.
1: It is Saturday, November 19th, 2022, 8 a.m. sharp. This is podcast number 125. It's something like, I don't know, number 29 of season 5, some bullshit like that. Who knows? But um, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the garlic johnson we are joined as always by our other lovely hostess the joshua mitchell josh see how to the folks out there
0: Hi, folks
1: nailed it uh we would love people who chat along with us in the discord and we appreciate everyone who has done so um but we would also appreciate if you continue to do so i know you know in the middle of the season we can hit a bit of a slog um you know we're very excited in the beginning of the season and then towards the end a bit or not, I shouldn't say towards the end, towards the middle we can slow down a bit and then in the playoffs we ramp it up again. So we appreciate people needing to take a little time. You know, 20 plus weeks of football can get excruciating, but those of you who continue to chat along all the live long day in the Discord, we do appreciate you and we appreciate you continuing to do so, because um, the more people who chat will encourage more people to chat. You know, it's like a self-fulfilling thing. If no one chats, no one will chat, but if everyone chats, everyone will chat. So, we appreciate all the fans out there. Second start time is down in the description below per usual, and Thank you at Levi Oki illustration on Instagram for the beautiful art. You can see probably hitting the threshold for when it would be okay to get the, um, get in for a Christmas gift, probably getting a little late for that, but I'll always recommend it because I think it's a great deal. Obviously I love my buddy earning a little bit of money, but also I genuinely have used him multiple times for unique drawings and this and that for Christmas and other occasions. So, you know, I, um, I want to endorse Carmel Bear as a Christmas gift idea if I haven't done it myself, so I would highly recommend it for people out there, either this year, for an anniversary, or for a birthday, or whatever. So hit up at Illustration on Instagram. Josh, how we doing this morning, pal? Uh.
0: I'm dying that
1: was gross you can't make those noises into a mic we're gonna get taken <laughs> down from all our platforms
0: dude you gotta mark it not safe for work i guess Yeah. i mean i do um, mark it
1: explicit but that's like that's like gore almost that's a whole different kind of <laughs> explicit
0: yeah well we were talking a little bit yesterday on my on my day off um that ash has been sick and of course a little booger booger monster got me sick too and um and and so it, it it's you know that picture of the kid that looks super stoned, the the little black kid, yeah. and and it says, "I'm feeling it." That's I'm feeling it, but Jesus. I'm doing what I can to stay healthy. I I've eaten an entire container of Vicks vapor rub today already. So Thank
1: God intended.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, How's it, put it It tastes like health. Um, <laughs> Do you use but, it in place uh, of the milk in your cereal, or what? No, I'm garlic. It's a it's a buttery substance. So I I just lathered it up on some toast. Delicious. But uh That's disgusting. Yeah, also. I'm I'm struggling a little bit today.
1: Um But, but we should make the podcast a little marathon session. Holy shit, is Carmel Bear alive right now? Shout out to Carmel Bear. I don't think we've seen him in the audience for seventeen years. Maybe he can. Use, lost. Maybe he wants to give you some chicken. <laughs> I love football. I'm not convinced.
0: Um, um so you just yeah, do then, a
1: two hour marathon podcast then since you're not feeling well, maybe this will you know perk you up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Totes my
1: Um but yeah, Gar, how are you? you know i'm doing pretty good um uh, about every other friday night i work not quite every other friday night but we do about two concerts a month at the olsino and um you know i was driving home last night and i fucking so i'm in a line of probably good a good line of eight cars and it's a single lane highway so i'm just like all right i can just exist here i'm in no rush because that would have been a lot of work to try and pass people and get in front um but then you know i'm just driving along probably about three quarters of the way home and then this fucking deer comes out of nowhere as they fucking do these fucking little creatures that all, I, shout out to all the hunters, keep killing all the deer. Um, but I don't know if I just Tokyo, if I perfectly Tokyo drifted this deer or what, but I swear I should have at least, this deer probably would have sideswiped me actually. I want to hit the deer head on. This deer would have, you know, hit my driver's side. Uh, but then I get out, I pull over, I was like, oh Jesus Christ, here we go. Um, but then I look my car up and down, front and back, all along the driver's side and there wasn't a sign of this deer at all. So I don't know if I perfectly Tokyo drifted because I know you're not really not supposed to swerve too much but i just did like a little bit because i know how big the shoulders are in this county road and uh yeah not as not as not a, not a not a single hair on my car so i don't know what i did or if i should sign up for the next tokyo drift movie Two tokyo Two drift but um now i feel like i got lucky last night i could have easily smoked a deer but um we, we walked away you know apparently with no scratches walters yeah, i'm a are. trained professional okay I, <laughs> I used to drive as a for a living i know what i'm doing
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you also crashed in a car wash, so... (laughs) Well, um, that
1: was a five-mile-per-hour crash. That's a little different, Josh.
0: You almost murdered me about 50
1: times in the old Saturn on the way home from Blaine, so I don't want to hear it. But did we die? Well, we probably should have a couple times. You and Jamie both really wanted to fucking murder me.
0: Yeah, well, Jamie drove through her own garage, so... (laughs) Uh, That is correct. But Uh, I'm doing good. Good. Good to hear, buddy. Good to hear. Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, you ready to move on to some start sit? Yeah. Thank you, Eric's gets it. Eric's is—I know he's in Latvia, but he's another man that deals with the snow and the deer. This guy fucking gets it. All right, Josh, let's go ahead and move on here to the start sit. How did we do last week, Mister Start Sit Kamish?
0: Well, we did about uh, average with what we usually do—three out of five. Uh, but we—you <laughs> know—we we were in the positive, plus fifteen point five overall. 29 out of 50 with positive a positive 108.58 so we're killing it the old Um,
1: three-fifths compromise is our average huh hell yeah
0: bro all Um, right
1: cancel josh you heard him he just encouraged uh, the three-fifths compromise you're canceled josh we got you (laughs) hold on hold on we got a sounder just for this hold on where is it ladies and gentlemen we got him get fucked josh you're canceled
0: sorry who do we got first um well i was just gonna say that you know last week you know because i do this through reddit yep as well like i submit my picks and last week i was it's nine out of like ten thousand, no big deal um and now i'm in like i'm in the top 100 overall but uh moving on we've got the herders uh that's uh derek carr at denver versus taylor heineke at houston Gar, do you uh, do you like any of these guys
1: um i mean that denver defense is actually better than you think um and the houston i don't know i've, I've never been a firm believer in taylor heineke but let's go ahead and look at the tail of the tape of course denver has already played uh or i should say Derek carr has already played denver once this year he only got about 11 and a half fantasy points he had 21 completions for 180 yard or 188 yards with no tuds a couple rushes um and what is this two picks no two sacks okay uh, but so yeah less than 12 fantasy points last time they played um and he's projected even less this time it's in Denver so I have no reason to believe that Derek Carr is going to break 13 fantasy points at least based on you know historical trends um then you go over to Taylor Keineke um last week against Philadelphia in Philly he only put up six fantasy points which is disgusting um Houston I guess is the best I mean I can I pick neither can I just I'd rather you know punch myself in the face is that possible yeah
0: I could help you with that
1: um, I mean I guess looking at it this way, Taylor Heineke has played four games and he's only broken twenty once. Derek Carr has broken twenty zero times this season. So with that logic, I'll go with uh
0: Taylor Heineke. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was leading to just cause that Denver defense is really good. Um I think they've um I think I read a stat that if uh if their offense could score like twenty points, um each game, they would be like, they would have a really good record, um, but they can't. So um, I, I was leaning Heineke. Um, I'm I'm with you. I'm not necessarily a firm believer in him. I I posted in the Discord after the Eagles game on Monday, or during the Eagles game on Monday, that he he just looks like the kind of guy that would call fouls playing pickup basketball when he misses a layup. Like, could be you know just little tiki-tack fouls. He just looks like that kind of guy. Um, Plus, if you're if you're smart enough to kick through a uh, glass window and end up on the IR, um, you're yeah probably probably a little bit weird. Bro,
1: we're cycling through people. Eric's just showed up. Al is now in the audience. We're just we're just flying through the the lovely fans yeah. today.
0: Yeah, yeah, People up here to join and to unsubscribe. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: <laughs> All right, but Heineke, is that the call?
0: Yeah. Um now we've got the the next ones are the RB dead zones, so guys that were probably drafted in rounds like five through eight in your draft. Um we've got uh Damian Pierce versus Washington or um Ramondre the Giant, Stevenson versus New York Jets. Uh what do you think here first, Josh? Well, I like both guys. Um they're both oh, going shock. up against solid defenses though. Um so it's just more so like which one do you think is going to have that uh, home run play? Um, I do think that the defensive line for Washington is really good and they might be getting Chase Young back. I guess I haven't necessarily. I believe seen it's updates. not this week. Not this week. Okay, so. Last last I heard. But even then it's not necessarily um, like they're doing bad. They're getting a ton of pressure and sacks. Um, and so, but I guess I'd lean Stevenson just because of the pass game and his involvement in that. Um, But the New York Jets defense is solid, too. So um, right now, my gut's telling me Stevenson...
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, if you're looking at the tail of the tape here, Stevenson is, um, you know, he is kind of really, they actually have more similar, you know, stories than not. Damian Pierce was, of course, not the lead back to start the season, but around week three is when he really turned it on. Ramondre Stevenson, kind of the same deal. He only had two single-digit games uh, until week three, where he has, you know, he's been in the double digits ever since. And so they've both been fairly consistent. They're both, you know, you know, solid rb2s stevenson's an rb1 in ppr Uh, so i'll go ahead and i'll lean stevenson with you just for that passing i know you and i play in a lot of ppr formats and so for that reason i will go ahead and i'll lean into um, stevenson with you in in the ppr Um, damian pierce is obviously a very solid back i think they both should have double digit floors this week as they have pretty much all year since um, week three Um, but yeah if we're picking between the two i'll take stevenson no
0: problem with you pal yeah, just for the uh, sake of the deflate these balls um league, I I'm projecting Stevenson to put up 400,000.
1: <laughs> All right, Josh, let's go ahead and move on to our next category here, the waiver receivers. Most people probably didn't draft Van Jefferson because I think he got – was he get banged up in preseason or either that or week one? I can't remember because I thought he was a healing an ailment from last year. I don't fully remember. But anyways, Van Jefferson has now has now been thrust into the lead receiver role in because uh, Allen Robinson fucking stinks into, in uh, that L.A. Rams offense. So it's Van Jefferson at Nolens in a hostile environment, or we got Terrace Marshall Baltimore, who, is, uh, who has turned it up the last couple weeks, former LSU, um, you know, had to sit behind Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, I believe I'm getting this right, um, but yeah, that, that's who we got, Josh, cut some waiver receivers here who have now been thrust into a more important role. How are we feeling about Van Jefferson or Terrace Marshall?
0: Well, I guess it all depends, because you own Van in a couple leagues, don't you?
1: I do, I'm a, I'm a big Van guy.
0: So if you were to drop him in the deflate these balls league, he'd probably go off this week. Um, and so, but because I'm um, holding him, I'll have a shit week. Yeah, similar to the Robert Woods situation this past uh, past game. Um, I mean, still I, in
1: still in standard scoring, you put up what four or five points. I mean, it's just receivers are so tough and standard and standard fucking. That's sticks. true.
0: Yeah, it does, but don't tell that to anybody. He, he put up 9.9.
1: 9. Oh, no, that's in half-point PPR. He would have only put up 7.6, or how many yards did he have? 6.9 points. Anyways, continue.
0: Yeah, but no, that that was a joke. But um, yeah. Terrence Marshall, um, both of them going up against okay defenses, pretty solid defenses. Um, you know, I'm not leaning one way or the other. I call them waivers because that's probably where I'd leave them. Um, but that's, uh, you know, do, do you have any preference one way or the other?
1: I mean... We really, we really, even with Devan Jefferson kind of being eased back into the offense. I mean, he, even just last week, he only had a 28% snap share. So I don't know if they've just been trying to ease him in. He had three receptions for 27 yards. He did get in the end zone, so it's always nice to get a touchdown. Um, Uh, New Orleans secondary is probably a bit better than the Baltimore secondary. So if I had to pick one, I'd pick Terrace Marshall just because he has actually done a little bit of something. Um, Last week he only put up 4.8 fantasy points and half point PPR, only one reception for 43 yards. So a very efficient reception, but just the one. But his snap share has been, you know, high 80s, low 90s. So if you're making me pick between the two, Van Jefferson has plenty of opportunity. And because I'm telling you don't start him, he will now get 50 fantasy points. But, I mean, I feel like I have to go terrence marshall just because um he looks like he's you know he's already involved more than
0: van so yep yep no i think the van is gonna stall so i'll go terrence marshall as well oh no poor laura dude Ah. uh up next we've got the poopers uh pat fryermuth versus cincinnati or greg dulcich versus las vegas Um, I'm just going to go right off the bat and say I'm leaning Muth uh, versus Cincy because I had Dulcich in um, FanDuel last week and he put up a stinker. He's got uh, Mr. Unlimited himself as quarterback and he's very limited this year. Unlimited. I really hope Russell Wilson just when he retires all these uh, controversial things come about him like having a doll collection in his basement and all these weird things.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what to do with this one. Because, of course, you know, Dulcich missed a good chunk of the season. He didn't emerge until week six. And even then, he was probably getting eased in a bit. Um, You know, last week, Pratt Firemuth led the team in targets. He had seven targets and secured four of them for 36 yards. Did not get into the end zone, so that's tough. But we're definitely seeing some volume from Muth, but it's it's probably not a high-value volume. Um, Whereas Dulcich, last week, he only caught one fucking pass for 11 yards. He did have four targets, um, which is nice. But uh, I really don't know what to do with either of these. I mean, I guess I feel like Friar Muth probably has the higher floor, but when we're talking like fringe tight ends, do you even want the higher floor? Um, I don't know. Eric's, since Eric's was nice enough to show up this morning, he's a Steelers fan. I'll say Friar Muth just because, I mean, when you're not a top two tight end, does it really fucking matter? Nope.
0: Moving on to people. Um <laughs>
1: They're all people, <laughs> Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they are all people. Uh, we've got uh, Jamal Williams at the New York Giants, um, Gabe Davis versus Cleveland. Um, I put an asterisk there because it was just going to be between those two, uh, but with uh, Buffalo um, trying to Im- imitate the North Pole, um, they're not sure they're going to get out. The plane's scheduled for this afternoon. Uh, they're working on clearing their um, pathways to get to the airport. Um but we'll pick everyone out. up in snowmobiles, pal. Yeah, no, I mean, I offered to drive out there to get Josh Allen to the game, but um I'd take Kaya, Odin, maybe a couple sleds. And, How the uh, fuck did we end up in
1: Saskatchewan?
0: You, well, you know, they're dumb doggies, so <laughs> um but if so if if Davis is if that game gets canceled or postponed um, which is still possible, I guess. Um, Garrett Wilson would be the other option. So, would you rather have Jamal at New York or Davis or Garrett uh, this week?
1: Uh, I mean, Jamal again. So, here's probably the one player who's really benefited from the standard scoring over the PPR. Jamal Williams is a top ten running back in standard scoring. He has had quite the nose for the end zone this year. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine touchdowns through nine games so far this year so i mean that's you know that's pretty good average um he had 16 carries for 59 yards last week his snap percentage is usually below 50 percent um but we can we have definitely seen that um deandre swift is just not he's not going to be fully healthy it, it appears this year so i don't know what to do about that giants have been pretty stout this year um but detroit also surprises people they just upset the packers a couple weeks ago and upset uh chicago also last week so who knows what's going on with that detroit team but jamal Williams is definitely, um, you know, he's a sneaky good player. Solid RB2 in PPR. Sneaky RB1 in standard scoring. Um, Gabriel Davis is so hit and miss it fucking hurts me. He's got 16 points, then 5 points, then 1 point, then 30 points, then 15 points, then 4, then 4, then 18. So, I mean, he's going to get you 4. He's going to get you 20. Um, I... I you know, I, we were going to get to this to later in the show, but what do you think about this whole deal? So let's let's assume the Buffalo Bills do make it up to Detroit. Does this really fuck with the game, or fuck with the whole process? Because of course it was supposed to be a home game, now they're playing in Detroit, they don't quite have that home field advantage. I assume a lot more Cleveland fans are going to make it to Ford Field over the Bills Mafia. Does that does that fuck with the psyche of a player? I know you can't really relate to this exact situation, but what do you think that, what kind of effects do you think that has on players? You know, getting jarred out of their home stadium, having to deal with all this snow bullshit not even really being able to prepare for the game because they have to deal with the logistics of life just to play the game
0: um yeah i guess i don't know i, I see this as kind of a disadvantage for buffalo because like you said there. i think they only had one real practice this week um because they had to cancel due to illness on wednesday for a bunch of guys and then the snow itself um so yeah I I could definitely see this messing with the psyche but they are professionals they're supposed to get used to this I mean home teams in you know the London games and Germany and Mexico City they don't it's not a home game essentially so um and and so I don't know it's, it's, it it's a unique situation um but I would say that I don't think it matters all that much it's more so just the travel aspect and all of that and you know kind of having to prepare differently
1: sure all right well with that said i don't know about gabe davis but i still have one more play to talk about so maybe i'll convince myself when i'm talking about garrett wilson here but garrett wilson of course has been a pretty good rookie receiver not super consistent he started the season hot and then he really kind of disappeared week four through week six seven. Um, a bunch of single digit games, very disappointing, only a couple of receptions in each of those games. Uh, but then he kind of turned it back up against New England, and then against Buffalo. Um, I do believe they had Brees Hall last time they played New England, so I'm sure Billy B was much more concerned with shutting down Brees Hall. Would you say Garrett Wilson is now the Jets number one threat, probably? Because I don't know that anyone's that intimidated by Michael Carter. So if Billy B is always trying to take away your number one thing, is he now taking away Garrett Wilson or is he taking away Michael Carter? What do you think the number one threat is on that Jets team?
0: I think the number one threat on that Jets team is probably the Jets themselves. Zach Wilson, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, But no, I think that, yeah, they'll probably have a focus on Garrett um, just because he is going to be that bigger playmaker. Yeah. Oh, mm. Sorry, I'm dying. But uh so All right. yeah. We only got say... about ten more minutes, pal. You can make it. Yeah, uh, Um but yeah, so I would I'm I'm a hesitant. I, I'm leading Jamal in this situation overall, and that's because Um Yeah. I don't I, understand what Walters is saying there.
1: Uh, he's saying the best, the number one threat. There you go. He edited. Well, uh, yeah, I guys, the reason I asked the question is because last time they played, Garrett Wilson was able to put up 14.5 fantasy points and half-point PPR. He had seven targets for six receptions and 115 yards. So a pretty solid game, honestly, against New England. Um, but, you know, I don't know what the game script is going to be this week. With all this said, um, I guess I'm going to take Jamal Williams just for the floor. I think Gabe Davis, of the three, certainly has the highest ceiling. And if you're Al, um, you're probably going to tell me I should have taken Gabe Davis because now Gabe Davis will get fifty. 50- Fantasy points this week but um, if you're making me pick between jamal williams gabe davis or garrett wilson i'll take jamal williams just because it seems like he's got a real nose for the end zone um, and he's going to get his opportunities even if the snap percentage isn't there it's been really really quite the split backfield and um, yeah he's averaging what he's averaging you know double digit carries every single game so that's pretty good and with 10 touchdowns so far this year or nine touchdowns so far this year i'll take jamal williams myself so unless you really want gabe davis for the ceiling uh, we'll call it jamal and move on
0: I already typed in Jamal. Oh wow,
1: well, we can't go back now. I don't even got white out. Every time I put white out on my computer screen it fucking fucks it up. So I guess we'll just have to leave it. Yeah. Alright, Josh, you ready to move on to some fan duel, um some fan fun? Yeah. Alright, who do you like? Uh, who's a favorite of yours in the fan duel podcast play along this week, pal?
0: Um, I liked Tyler Al Geyer um, for six thousand running back for Atlanta Falcons. Sure. Um, he got his touches even with L coming back, and I do think that uh, he has he's not necessarily taken over that top role, but it's going to be a fifty split, fifty fifty split where they're going to try and get him some carries.
1: All right, all right I like uh, Danny Dashes I mean we just saw what Justin Fields could do last week I know some people are now calling Danny Dashe's vanilla Vic so whatever you prefer your nickname to be for old Daniel Jones um, but uh, I like Danny Dashes for 7800 that Detroit defense has been given up so many points historically like you know historically historically bad defense so I like it's not racist the racism is systematic and you can't no I'm not even gonna get this competition it's not it's not racist to call him vanilla Vic but um i like danny dashes for 7800 and i like dalton schultz tight end for um dallas he's only 5900 so you know more expensive as far as tight ends go but we've seen the vikings defense usually let someone give it up and dawson knox had plenty of opportunities just last week you know we, he didn't necessarily convert on all of them but i don't know if that was on dawson knox or not so i like dalton schultz for 5900 he should be able to you know put up you know 10 fantasy points i think uh, what about bus josh we always like to pick a fan duel
0: bus the week who do you think is busting this week pal not busting busting um, excuse me <clears throat> um i went with alvin kamara 7500 um he has had a couple good games here and there but i just don't see him doing anything um of value um because he's on my dynasty team
1: suck a kamara um i think he'll be sitting on my bench i don't know he's probably in my starting lineup at this point um anyways my Fanduel bust of the week i'm gonna go ahead and take nick chubb i know we just talked about um you know all these Buffalo Bills players struggling because they have to deal with all these bullshit logistics thanks to the snow NAMI. But we saw the Buffalo defense largely shut down Dalvin Cook last week. Of course, he popped off that 81 yarder, whatever it was, 91 yarder, whatever it was, that really long run. Um, but otherwise, he had like 13 carries for like, you know, 40 yards or something like that. So, you know, I, I'm hoping, I shouldn't say I'm hoping, but I'm thinking that the Buffalo Bills will be able to similarly shut down Nick Chubb. I do think Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook both have that elite, could break a huge run at any time. Time, but um, you know some would say Dalvin Cook just got lucky so we'll just go ahead and say Nick Chubb won't get that lucky and so at 84 hunch, Nick Chubb will probably still put 10 fantasy points he might find the end zone like he does every year or every week but um, I'm thinking Nick Chubb will not be very good value in FanDuel this weekend. so therefore he is my bust um, and yeah that's, that's our FanDuel fun Josh let's go ahead and move into the sleeper over under contest um, it appears you quit you're done with it your Nikita's cut you off you can't lose any more money or what?
0: Yeah, no, I had to take out a second mortgage on the house. Um, so I quit. Sterling isn't Sterling Shepherd on IR? Didn't
1: he tear his Achilles, Walters? Are you <laughs> sorry, in the in the in the chat from we're talking about the fan duel, Walters said New York Giant stack, Danny and Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepherd fucking tore his Achilles. Did he? Are you talking yes, Darius Darius Slayton? Daniel Bellinger? What is I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not i am not going to but anyways, you got cut off by your wife? Yep. Um, all right, well I am back. We got T into the we got T into the you know, Ben's G generation of gamblers, so I I had to get back in the game. I couldn't let my little cousin show me up. So I got a bunch of contests I would like this week. I like Justin Fields over on 69 and a half rush yards. I like Deonta Foreman over 56 and a half rush yards. I like Brian Robinson, B. Rob, Bulletproof over 64 and a half rush yards. I believe they're playing Houston. I like Paris Campbell over 10 and a half fan or 10.7 fantasy points. I believe that's full PPR and Paris Campbell continues to go off when Matt Ryan is in the game, so that seems like a slam dunk. I like Danny is over 18.1 points, and I like Michael Carter over 13.5 receiving yards. Um, and if you don't believe me... <coughs> I've already entered all these contests, so I've put my money where my mouth is. A full $6 is on the line, $2 per contest. So um, I like all those. I'm back in the fold. I had to take a break there. I was just losing, losing, losing um, when it's only $2 out of time. It's not that dramatic. But I'm now back in the fold because T's in here. I don't not be showing up by my midget cousin. So I am back sleeper over under contest. You're about to. If anyone wants to ride along with me, we're about to take all the sleepers' money. We're about to fucking bankrupt them. So, um, Josh, yeah. I know you say you quit, but I assume you'll be back in the fold by Sunday morn yeah all right well let's go ahead and get into our last little section here before we leave josh um i'd rather go with tiki barber <laughs> um all right josh let's go ahead and talk about some storylines for the week so i don't know did you end up picking anyone off of the waivers or just kind of you kind of sit tight this week with your dollars
0: i sat tight <laughs> i'm in the playoff push i need my team chemistry to remain strong so
1: all right, yeah, Darius Slayton was probably, uh, you know, he's been up and down on the waiver wire all week, um, you know, but that was probably the one of the biggest ones this week in Van Jefferson if he wasn't already owned. What about some storylines this week, Josh? Do you think we'll see over 7,000 rushing yards in that Chicago at Atlanta game? Um, obviously, Justin Fields has been going off. David Montgomery's still doing pretty good things. Marcus Mariota's been running around. Um, we've talked about Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson already. Is this going to be the
0: highest rushing total for a game in the history of the United universe uh potentially um i don't know if 7,000 is going to be reached but 6,000 is a, kind of a, a likely number all right who do you like chicago or atlanta just for fun Chicago. oh all right You're, i mean i, did just- they, I, I mean I, I think i read somewhere that like they um like the the first team in nfl history to score 29 points and lose all three games in a row
1: uh could be i honestly don't know
0: but yeah, so I would go with Chicago in this situation because Atlanta's—you know—if Atlanta comes out and throws the ball thirty times again, they're gonna lose. And if they throw the ball twelve times again, they're gonna lose. So, <laughs> all right, we've already talked about it a little
1: bit. But do you think Cleveland will be able to sneak one out over Buffalo just from all the chaos? Do you think that ends up in a Cleveland dub, or you think, you think Buffalo, after losing a couple, is like, all right, we're fucking done with this losing shit. Uh, we gotta we gotta rock them. What do you think? You think Cleveland can win because the logistics battle, or what?
0: Ah. Uh... Uh, maybe, but no. All right, there's blood in the water
1: for the Eagles. The Eagles just got taken down by the Commanders on Monday night, and the undefeated head coach, Jeff Saturday, is uh, is playing on this week. you think Jeff Saturday can overcome the Eagles, or does Jeff Saturday get fucking humbled in his welcome-to-the-NFL moment?
0: I think he's going to get a little humbled. Um, a little humble pie? Yeah, yeah, I think that they fed um, Jonathan Taylor last week quite a bit to get him back on track. Um, but I do think that, um, Eagles defense is pretty stock. And so there, there's going to be a little bit more of an adjustment than, uh, what it was last week.
1: And they did just sign both Linval Joseph and, and Sue. So it's like, Jesus Christ, these guys are not messing around. So that, I mean, it's a lot of big names. Of course, those players have lost a step since their prime, but even still, I mean, if you put them on a rotation, if they're playing, you know, 20% of the snaps in the game, they will have some big plays. So that's kind of scary, honestly, to think about. Uh, But anyways, Josh, moving on. Sunday night. That's a great divisional rivalry. We've got Kansas City heading over to the Los Angeles Chargers in SoFi Stadium. You know, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen appear like they're back. Um, It's not. We won't know until 90 minutes before the game for sure, for sure. Um, But you know, these games, even though KC is three to one, I believe since Herbert became the starter, these games are always close. Mike Williams seems to always pop off. What do you think about the Sunday night matchup in the AFC West?
0: I think it's going to be a great game.
1: All right. You can't get that kind of analysis anywhere else. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you back here on Tuesday night. Um, We appreciate um, all the people who chat in the Discord. And as always, um, we want you to stay beautiful. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you Tuesday night at 8 p.m. sharp. Josh, go ahead and hit your Go Packers so we can leave. Go Packers. Bye, everybody. Josh is four and eight this year. When saying go Packers, Josh, how do you feel
0: about that? Stat that, go Packers. Oh no, just gonna keep that trend going. I want that first overall. Let's go, Detroit. Start winning. <laughs>